Hello everyone, welcome along. This is episode number 41 of the BrewDog News Podcast, coming to you in audio and video form. We are recording live, in person, well, kind of, uh, remotely, uh, on the 19th of April uh, 2020 in lockdown. And I am joined today by, at the moment, and we're hoping to get more, I have four wonderful guests with me. You might recognise them. Uh, Joanne, Andrew, Doug and Tamsin. And uh, if we do anything else, Doug, what time is it with you, my friend? It is quarter after five in the morning. (laughs) Now that is dedication to the cause. And you'll notice he's not (laughs) drinking a beer this time. He's drinking water. So that's very good. Uh, Joanne, um, Brewdog Brewdog Antarctica t-shirt, proudly worn. Yes. Uh, Yeah, you're looking fantastic today. A big smile on your face. How's life treating you just now? (laughs) Yeah, not too bad. Uh, waiting on some beer, but that's all right. Yes, we shall come <laughs> to the masses. We shall come to that, absolutely. Uh, Tamsin, I'll come to you next. How are you? It's nice to see you in your bar there, is it? Uh... Yeah, well, if I can't actually get to a bar, I might as well pretend to sit in one. So uh, that's what I'm going to do. Excellent. It's pretty, it's pretty good getting the hot tub out. So looking forward to having some beer in that later. Excellent. And Andrew, how are you, sir? Morning. Not too bad, not too bad. It's uh, settled into routine, which is something I didn't expect to happen. So still here, still going. Yep, still cooped up in the little flat. uh, But uh, I can now see there's a guitar strategically placed behind you, which is, uh, it seems to be a staple. Um, Is that yours? Yeah, Yeah, it's my my bass. And I... Sort of been putting off the project to restring it and fix the the jack input is a bit a bit dodgy, so that's something I'll do this afternoon probably. But it might need a soldering iron, so I might have to negotiate the uh, the aroma of that in the small flat to actually fix it. Fair enough. There could be a lot worse aromas in a small flat. Believe me, I'm a dog owner. <laughs> um, are you aware of the concept of Davy Five Hundred Four on YouTube? Me or everyone? No, you. <laughs> nope. Okay, go and look up Davy Five Hundred Four on YouTube if you if you're into playing bass. It's um, it's quite an interesting thing. Slap like now. Anyway, there we go. Okay. Right, <laughs> let's kick things off. What should we do? What should we start with? Well, we've all got a load of stories to talk about about how we're going on in the world at the moment. Uh, well, again, we'll do those a bit later because people aren't here to listen to us moaning about stuff. But do we want to go through some bad stuff or some good stuff first? Joanne, you get to decide. Oh, should we do the bad stuff first? Get it out of the way. Yeah, let's get it out of the way and done with. Yeah. Right, first, uh, I apologise because the other night I sent you a picture of a gentleman's private regions. Yeah, you did. And and then I... <laughs> <laughs> now, I must, I must wait out that it wasn't... Should we give some context <laughs> to that? I'm about to say. Rob's um, just sending me random pictures. Right, it wasn't <laughs> my um, private areas. In fact, it was in a context of a conversation around Brewdog. So, you know, uh, yeah, basically, um, we were talking about the um, the things that Brewdog have been doing online. Um, now, it's been quite interesting, this. The main one, of course, being the Friday night one that they've been doing, which has been the um, this sort of idea. This is what they call it, the Brewdog Open Arms or something like that, isn't it? Mm, I can't yes. remember, yeah. Yep. Uh, and because they've been doing the thing where they've just put the link out on the internet for all to see, then yeah, sure enough, as predicted, um, you get people coming on who decide that it's a good place to show them their, um, well, what what whatever they're endowed with. So yeah, that that's been quite fun. So I was showing you the context of that, and then I immediately <laughs> deleted it afterwards. So yeah, um, but uh, I believe. They've been going okay. We anyone here on those calls this week at all? Did you see them? I did the home brewing one. Yeah, and how was that? It was really good, actually. Um, my favourite part. So it was Martin and J.K. the new head brewer. Mm-hmm. Um, my favourite part was J.K. talking to us about a beer that he brewed with a dead bumblebee and two pears. Oh, <laughs> so. Um, that sounds Where's like Oakley the images that Rob now... sent you. This <laughs> 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 is true. Very good. Yes, well, well done. Wes Oakley has now challenged me to make a, a basil and bumblebee saison for Rob. <laughs> oh, yeah. After all the complaining I did about the last saison, and then it actually yeah. turned out to be all right. I quite enjoyed 
enjoyed it. Um, oh, yeah, I, I didn't make it on 20 of calls this week. I just, it's so weird. I'm finding myself just so busy right now. But, yeah, I heard really good things about that one. Um, but, yeah, I think the Friday night ones have been interesting. The only real criticism I've seen, apart from that, you know, that we've mentioned about Zoom bombing is the, uh, you know, a couple of people have said that they're not feel like they're getting really enough business updates out of the company. But... I think this is this is what Brewdog tend to do is they tend to remember you know they tend to sort of these things aren't really aimed for EFPs they aren't aimed for people who are on the forums they're just aimed at sort of getting people together and having a laugh so um, yeah I suppose actually um, that would be a good time to sort of have a chat about do we know anything at all about what they're doing for the AGM in terms of the online stuff nope ah. I had a good search last night and so far there is no clue anywhere what platform it's going to be on that i could find anyway yeah, i saw i think i saw this morning tom saying something about it's not going to be on zoom yep so it's going to be scalable that makes it sound like it's going to be viewing rather than participating i guess but we'll see um there of course are agm boxes of beer which you would expect some sort of structured tasting similar to what beer 52 have tried over the last few days and beyond that, possibly a bit of entertainment. My hope is that the there is business chat, and it's not just the sort of yeehaw business chat we have in Ellen or in Aberdeen each year. It's actually something a bit more serious to take into account the situation just now. And then there is EFP only because the open arms, as they call it, seems to have been hijacked slightly by people tuning in just for the music, which is fine, but then complaining at the Brewdog bits in the chat, which it's kind of like forcing two opposing political parties together and then expecting them to all get along with a beer. Yeah. It doesn't really work. Yeah, I think, uh, didn't you have the comment that there was quite a few um, people on the, you know, coming in who, or was maybe Ben, sorry, who was in our chat yeah, saying... Yeah, saying that uh, he was saying that there's loads of people just aren't there at all for anything, Brewdog. They're there for the music and they were just being rude, basically, which is a shame. These things will evolve. I mean, five weeks ago, Brewdog had no idea they'd even have to try and do an <laughs> online bar to try and create something. So it's, it's fascinating to see everyone make it up as they go along. Yeah. Maybe in a couple of weeks, there will just be gigs with beer and yeah. there'll just be pub chat and brewdog chat with beer and it'll evolve i'm sure i know this is a terrible comparison but i mean i i remember have i got news for you the the start of this season and it was all done by zoom on the first one you could tell because occasionally you'd see like we've got on the screen here you'd see sort of people's names and things in the corner and uh, each week as they've gone on they've clearly got better with the tech and they've got better at being able to hear each other without the lag so the comedy timing can be much better so yeah i totally mm. agree i think there's a a huge learning curve for everyone that nobody ever expected here at all this. I'm sure we can all say that, but um, yeah, Joe, but the, I mean, again, let's may as well chat about the AGM stuff just now. Um, AGM beers. Oh, uh, we should say, by yes. the way, I haven't actually done this. I've just realized if you've been living under a rock, the, the AGM's next Saturday, the 25th. Yes, yeah. Is. Forgot to mention that Saturday <laughs> coming up. Um, so, uh, Doug, are you going to be flying over for our AGM? Or you... uh, I'll be sitting in front of my computer. Oh, okay. So, same as normal, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Um, so, yeah, I apologise, Doug, straight away, because we're just about to talk about the AGM beers, which I know have been going out and you've been seeing lots of pictures of, but I don't think you're getting them in the US, are you? No. Okay, no. well, let's be really mean. It's okay. Let's be really mean. <laughs> Joe, go ahead and tell people all about the AGM um, beers. What do you actually right. get? So I've actually got my box here Oof. with me. Now that's, that's really... Doug, I apologise for Joe. Sorry, Doug. I'm so sorry. sorry. Doug. <laughs> I thought it'd be nice to show people. Sorry, Doug. Um, that's okay. So let's get these over here. Right, so here, here is Dog Eye. Oh, look at that got the new labels on it i really like this label i, I hate the two really dogs well. though the two dogs oh are, the two dogs yeah weird. i thought i noticed that well, it says yeah. dog and dog i yeah. did wonder about that two dogs well i saw a reply on that i think james was saying the two dog is yeah. meant to represent it's like in their amplified range or something but maybe oh, it wasn't amplified. Or something like that. I don't know. is it is it like chilies on a curry house menu this one's a bigger, bigger <laughs> <beer>. <laughs> yeah this is stronger looking to look, look to that so with the dog um, series, it's the chili series. 
Yeah. Right, so for those that don't know what's in this one, it's got a mix of vanilla, toffee, coffee, dried dark fruits, molasses, and an addition of chilies to give an undercurrent of subtle heat. And it is 15.3%. Oh. I don't think we'll be starting with that one. Although you could. I mean, oh, 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 no, I'm Doug. not judging. <laughs> now, I'm not going to judge. <laughs> something I do know here is Doug Johnson, who is right beneath you on my screen, he has a theory on this. See, yep. I'm I'm of the theory that you start on the low ABVs and you work your way up through the night, but Doug doesn't do it like that. No, I start high and I go low. So by the end of the night, I'm drinking really light beers. And then mm. if you start low and go high, when you try to leave, you got to stumble. <laughs> if you, you start know, high I have been told, go low. Start high and go low. I've been told that before. How did that work out for you at the AGM last time, Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> There was no law. <laughs> <laughs> That's the trick. Yeah. Yeah. So this was... is why I haven't met Andrew in person yet. <laughs> have you not? Have you still not actually met him in person? No, we've oh, still not met in person. <laughs> you're missing out. He's like seven foot tall. Uh he smells he smells of cinnamon, weirdly. Um no, I'm only joking. <laughs> Your face. Sorry, buddy. Anyway, do I carry on? I apologize. Right, back to the beers. Back to yep. the beers. Right. Um born to die. Oofed. There we go, that's the next one. Aww. That's our Hoppy West Coast IPA. Canned rather than bottled, interesting. Quite nice, yeah, canned rather than bottled. Um, rustic Lager, first overworks. It's very exciting. Ta-da. Yeah. Oh, I like the sound of that. That sounds really interesting. Yes, yeah, I interesting. Sound, I'm excited about this one. That one is 4.5%, so that's a nice little session one there. Wood-aged, that one. That's exciting. Nice. Next, I've got my list so I can Ooh. say what it is as I haven't cracked any of these open yet because I'm being a good girl. Roaster coaster, in case you haven't got it from Tesco's. Yay, I love that this one. Lovely. Oh, it's really good. Yeah, I've had mine from Tesco's for the price. Coaches. I think it's great. Yeah, yeah I was delighted really that's in the box. Yeah. My Tesco, my big Tesco, first of all, you can't get delivery slot, it's too far away to walk. And what the one delivery I got, they only had the Cloudwater Collab, they didn't have that one. So oh. I'm really, really excited to try that one. Nice. I'm going to go off list then while we're talking about that because the Vermont Sessions, which is the collaboration with Northern Monk, is also in there. Oh, yeah, Northern Monk. I did make, I did make that. Yeah. That's uh, the one that's in Morrison's. I've not been able to get to a Morrison's, so I've not had that one yet. That's exciting. Um, then what's next? Jackhammer, everyone's favourite. Yeah, nice. In a big can. With the terrible logo. Good. Ter- terrible mm-hmm. lettering. Terrible. Yeah, yeah, that's a really weird, really weird logo. Triple Hazy. I know you're going to like this one, Rob. Yeah. Oh, um, sorry, Doug. Sorry, that's, Doug. That's the one I want. That's the <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. It'd be interesting, that one. Sometimes no, the ones 5%. that you sometimes the ones you look forward to most aren't the ones that turn out to be the best. You know, yeah, so, I was, that's very true. That, that's what I was about to say. Is the cu- first couple of reports are that it's not as amazing as people hope. But I wonder because that's it's sad. so big and hoppy. Maybe by next weekend it'll have mellowed ever so slightly. And I've said this number yeah. a number of times in the podcast. Fresh isn't always best. Fresh plus two weeks for a lot of the hoppy beers seems to work best for Brudo. So fingers yeah. crossed, it's peaking yeah, next true. weekend. Right now, I've got to try and pronounce this one. Obstetrum plot. <laughs> I'm pretty can't, confident can't that's that not right. That's not it. That's not it. Someone pronounce that for me. That should have been in a fanzine. Let's hold it up, Joe. Is it Lexi? Can you read it for me? My pronunciation. Oh, I've just realised. Complot. Do you know what's Obst- good, interesting about this name is? So, so my my other half's yes. in German. And apparently it's quite a clever name because obst is to do with fruit, what means fruit, mm-hmm. and complot can be sort of a, I think some sort of scheme, but also, like, as in you're scheming, but also a compot, so it's sort of a play on words in German. Oh, that's exciting. That right? Lost on everybody else. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Germans will love it, though. Yeah. A little too clever. Yeah, good. I, I've, clever. I've just realised, Joe, this is like, not only yeah. is this cool on Doug, all the listeners, and there'll be a lot more listeners than there will viewers, yeah. are going to be like, oh, I can't see what she's holding up. I can't see any of that. I can't see any <laughs> it of that. Could, yeah. It could be anything. have to watch it. In fact, listen, come and watch exactly, the video. Yeah. In fact, listeners, we could just be winding you up. She could just be holding up bottles of yeah. water at me like, Ooh. <laughs> I could be. I could be. Anyway, oh, carry, really carry on. Right, um, off-duty king. Ooh. Yeah, that's, that's uh, whiskey and rye barrel-aged. 
Nice. And it is 13.2. Mm-hmm. Maybe have that one straight after after Dog Eye in your starting, if you that's how you're feeling. Oh, oh another overworks. Valhalla Vacation. Go read the description of that one, Joe, because that's the one exciting. I'm most right. looking forward to. Right, so this is a Scottish outed with strawberry and rhubarb and aged in folders. Right, let me find that. Strawberry it's and rhubarb. Pouring dusty pink. This strawberry and rhubarb sour ale promises aromas of fresh barnyard funk and juicy fruits. Oh, that sounds good. Wow. On the palate, there's a sourness that leads the way for ripe strawberries and rhubarb spice to take hold. I do love a barnyard funk. Deli- oh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I was like doing. I, I was watching. I was <laughs> yeah, watching a live DJ set, too. and all the guy was playing was barnyard funk. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Keep interrupting. Carry on. Brilliant. Brilliant. No, it's fine. Right, and then Sour City. It's another overworks. Yeah, with that the weird is labels. A citrus chart IPA with the weird labels. I think that's going to be quite a nice, refreshing one, actually. Four point five percent. And then one that I'm particularly looking forward to, Jet Black Heart Espresso. Oh, and a nitro cam from the US. Finally, Doug can join in this conversation. Yes. yes. I can have that beer. Excellent. <laughs> oh, oh so don't drink it with us. Joe, does it say how to pour that? Do you have to go for the danger pour on the, uh, yeah, it's hot, the nitro? It doesn't say on the can, but I believe that's a hard pour, isn't it? Mm. Open it and dump it. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's a shame we don't really sort of know a bit more about what's happening with the AGM next weekend. Um, obviously, they, they don't want to Literally announce Literally nothing. Yeah, they, I mean, I would suspect there's going to be music, quiz, that kind of stuff, beer tastings, and, you know, and, the, and hopefully the business update as best James and Martin can. Um, but I was kind of thinking maybe we'll do a live stream. Um, possibly during the business update and maybe add a bit of commentary over the top if we've got anything useful to add whatsoever. Um, so I'll just put the idea out there. And I haven't even spoke to you guys about this yet, but that's just, it's just a bit of an idea uh, and we'll see what happens when the actual announcements are made because obviously if they do it at nine in the morning, you know, that's not going to happen for anyone. So they won't do that. I'll be there. There's, there's um, going to be an EFP montage though. They've asked for EFP oh, yes. videos. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, that sounds good. Um, yeah, I hope the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. I hope they're going to screen them first. Yes. Yeah, they're not just going to stick them all together and put them on. Could be going back to this Zoom is, bombing again. Yeah. This is actually my first AGM, so I've never been to one. And it's going to be. It's online. only my second one. Yeah. It's quite an experience, Tams, and they're they're very they're very unique. Certainly, nothing like I've ever been to anywhere else. So, um, yeah. But hopefully, I mean, James is still you know saying he's you know hopeful that the AGM could happen later in twenty twenty. But I think it's looking less and less likely at this point in time. I don't. I can't see. It. I think it'll be next year now before any sort of big events like this kick back in. I'm just <sighs> a bit disappointed they're not doing the uh, millionaire raffle. Which was going to be at the AGM is now not at this one and is TBC. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Anyway, um, that's probably going to lead us quite nicely to talk about something pretty negative: um, to beer deliveries. So uh, I was moaning. I've been moaning and moaning, moaning, uh, especially to Andrew privately about this, and Andrew's been telling me to shut up, moaning. Uh, no, he's not at all. Um, <laughs> No, I did. Yeah, you did. Uh, but so if you if you go on social media at the moment and you look at anything Brewdog, all you'll see, uh, really all you'll see on every Facebook post is, where's my delivery? Why am I not getting answers? What's going on? Uh, it's kind of ridiculous. And both me and Joe are suffering this one. <laughs> suffering, that's the wrong yes. word. But yeah, we are, we are <laughs> feeling the effects. I ordered on the 28th of March. So that was well over three weeks ago now. Well, Yes, three weeks ago, sorry. Uh, you ordered on the 1st of April, and there's been nothing. 1st of April. Yeah, absolutely nothing. Uh, I spent, you know, to, to my mind, sort of 70 quid, I think it was, which was a fairly thing. thing. I got an email confirmation of my order, and then nothing since. And um, I did ask about it, and they, and they said, yeah, it's in the system. And then, tantalizingly, on Tuesday, I got an e- a text message from Parcel Force with a tracking number. Ooh. I got all excited. 
Nope. It just says advised, not received. Um, and I've been on the forum, which I know a lot of people can't do. Uh, and Tom, who's the head of digital, he's been doing um, a really good job, um, as best as I can see, of trying to keep people informed and explain what's going on. But it's a bad situation. Um, just before I go to Andrew, who I can see is ready with words on this, um, Joe, um, I know there's much more difficult things in the world, but it is frustrating, isn't it? It is frustrating. Yeah, there's more terrible things going on in the world. But one of the things that is keeping me going is my beer hobby, in moderation, obviously. Yeah. And I put an order in on the first when they had hyped up the um, brand new Overworks beer and they'd put Overworks beers from the cellar out. And it's like, these are very limited. Get in there. Like, got in there, put my order in. No sign of it. Yet I'm seeing people who have ordered after me with their overworks beers. Now this is a very British thing, Doug, right? <laughs> if we if we're in a queue they've jumped the queue. If we yeah. formed a nice queue and you see someone at the front going ahead, everyone in that queue's going, what's going on? What, it's why? so British. What? My what? my Britishness is getting very riled up about it. Why has that person got spontaneity before me? And you know why they don't do this in America? Because in America, they've got guns. That's why they don't do this. <laughs> Nobody argues. You just go and you go. So, um, Andrew, I think the, go the on. Most British, the most British thing here is sitting quietly, seething about it, then just speaking yes. quietly about it onto the internet. <laughs> yeah. uh, posting on the forum. I haven't, I haven't even posted. I've just kept it very quiet and I'm seething to myself until we got to this podcast. And now you have an outlet. There's, now there's I have so, an outlet. There's so many different things going on here. Yeah. I mean, across the five of us, UK and US, has anyone had a seamless online delivery from any source over the last five or six weeks, um, only oh, only local companies <laughs> who are doing like you know li- literally the shop that's at the end of yeah. the street. Um, okay, so that's, that's everything else online. Know, anything that's gone through a national courier chain, um, it all just seems to be a shambles. The one thing that worked okay for me was a bottle of gin from Amazon, which took a day longer than expected, and that was probably prioritised as essential because you know it yeah. is. But from the same order, some well the strings for my guitar took an extra six days and that's fine the problem i think is expectation management so i mean i can speak for online orders that have been through seven or eight different courier firms over the last six weeks or so and every single one has been disrupted i've tried to send stuff through two different firms and it's just been an absolute nightmare and everyone seems to be struggling for capacity which makes sense yeah when you think about it it's the same reason that your supermarkets have big queues outside, that we had a run on, you couldn't get chicken in the supermarket for a couple of weeks about a month ago. Yeah. And for all these retailers, they've seen an unprecedented shift in uh, buying patterns and channels that, that wasn't predicted. I mean, volumes are at Christmas levels. They're above Christmas levels for BrewDog, mm-hmm. but at least you know when Christmas is coming and you can plan. So in August and September, they'll be planning in what's being brewed They'll know what's going into the Black Friday deals and they'll know what's going into the advent calendars and they'll know when the Christmas beer is launched. So they'll know weeks ahead what they need to have in terms of pick and pack capacity in the fulfillment center. They'll know um, what packaging they need. They'll know what uh, delivery resource they'll need. And Parcel Force will know that they need X number of temps to get through the Christmas rush. This is the same sort of volume, and in BrewDog's case, more than that sort of volume, with none of the prep time. So like we said about the online bars, people are making it up as they go along. That said, I think there's very valid criticism. And I mean, Rob, you ordered three weeks ago when we last did a podcast, when James came on the podcast and said, buy our beer. That's how you can keep the business afloat. (coughs) And you did, because you're... You're a loyal foot soldier. You love BrewDog and you want it to survive. And that's fair enough. What I think is poor and what Tom Redding, who's, as you said, the head of digital has said, is that the comms were not set up for a mass delivery delay issue caused by the courier company, in this case, Parcel Force. So there is no scalable way to send out a blanket, your delivery is delayed message, which I know sounds daft, but ultimately when you do mass comms, you when they've got 
thousands and thousands of orders coming in a day, they can't go through everyone individually and say, there's an issue here. With with specific... The, so the challenge is, the, and getting technical, which you'll appreciate, Rob, the data source from Parcel Force is poor because Parcel Force can't pick it up. So advised, not received, means your beer is sat in Brewdog's warehouse, packed, ready to go, but Parcel Force haven't got the capacity to pick it up yet. But Parcel Force don't seem to have a way of communicating that to Brewdog's system so that they can then tell you, here's what's happening. So you've got this big black hole of informationless hell where you don't have your beer. It's sat ambient in a warehouse getting warm the hops are fading and nobody can do anything about it um i've i've worked uh, like yourself andrew i've worked in e-commerce um but it was much smaller scale and i remember a couple of times uh, i i've actually been physically you know picking packing orders and doing customer service when there's been um you know a problem has happened uh, one of them was a, a good problem uh, when I was working for a company that did DJ equipment supplies and it was um, Christmas hit and the the number of orders was ridiculous. It got to the point where we were having to literally leave the phones off the hooks because we couldn't cope and get these orders out. Uh, and the other one was, um, Doug, you'll remember this. There was, um, I think it was a, a couple of years ago, maybe, no, it must be a lot longer than that now. In the US, there was a, a whole lockdown on, uh, I think the borders got locked down. There was a, a horrible storm hit the East Coast as well. And basically anything coming in via the East Coast got held up. Yep. Um, my memory's failing me on that. <coughs> Excuse me, that's not Corona, by the way. Um, yeah, there was, and, and I remember in both of those cases, having to make some really horrible decisions. And the really horrible decision that we, we used to make was, well, people are already fed up. You know, me and Joe are fed up, right? We, we've not got our beer. We ordered three weeks ago. It's not here. We've not had much communication. So now you go into this mode of, right, they're already fed up. So let's not make even more people fed up. Let's get the orders that are in now sorted. Um, I was just showing a minute ago on the on the screen here. You can see that what BrewDog have done here is they've created these things called bundles, which I assume they've got people, and I know that I've seen this, they've got people working, you know, extra hours, basically pre-packing, a whole load of headliners, um, various different headliners here, um, and putting them into boxes ready to go. So all they've got to do is literally put a label on them and off they go. And apparently that's been helping massively. However, <laughs> it still comes back to this fact that here I am, and Joe is, three weeks later, and it seems everyone in the world is getting their beer delivered and posting pictures of, yay, mine's finally arrived and my AGM pack's here. And yet, I spent a load of money after following James's advice that this would really help, and mm. here I am. So I, I have this one part of me with massive sympathy, because I've been there, and I understand this, and I understand the decisions that have been made, and they're horrible. And the other part of me, I just really like my delivery. And I think that's yeah, perfectly reasonable. Mm. It's a reasonable reaction. I think you and Rob and you, and you Joe, are in, I think, now quite a small group of customers which doesn't make it better but thinking big picture as an investor you're in a small group of customers who are beer snobs who've got complex orders which take time to pick and pack if you just ordered a couple of cases of headliners they chuck them in a box you had them a couple of weeks ago now that's still a fault on brewdog because they sell individual bottles which need to be picked and packed individually so they should have been better at doing this, but the volume has gotten completely unawares. Those bundles are great. They're generating cash. And as James said on our last episode, we, if we can splice in the video, it'd be a good time to do it. But you know, he said they've gone to doing half a million pounds a week through the online shop versus about, what was it, 50 or 60K? Yeah. So yeah. Oh, has Andrew's audio gone horrible for everybody else? Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. Andrew, I'll give you a sec. I think your audio's dropped out. Oh, he sounds... Uh, I'm going to mute him for a sec. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's really weird. Um, I'll let I'll let, let's see if Andrew's connection will come back a bit better. But uh, in the meantime, Doug... Um, 
and probably Tamsin as well. You you know you're not in this situation of waiting of looking at this stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, how 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 is this looking from an outsider's point of view? Is is everybody just are you going? Why are they all whinging? There's problems, <laughs> or are they? Are you going like no no? This is Brewdog are really letting people down. And what I'm saying is I'm tr- struggling to be objective in this right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I just know that the, the entire like like Andrew was saying, the entire shipping industry is was so unprepared for this. This isn't. It's like the whole toilet paper issue. It's not like there's a shortage of toilet paper, just where people, you know, the companies made commercial paper and they made home paper. Well, nobody's buying commercial paper anymore because no one's going to the office. Yeah. So the home style of paper needs to be made. So, yeah, there's just this, it's just a supply chain thing that's just been bogged down, like Andrew's saying, like it's Christmas, completely unexpectedly, and nobody it's going to take another couple of months before people can ramp up if they mm-hmm. can. So yeah, it's just, I'm not mad at anybody. It's just, I can't even order brew dog beer to get it shipped to my house. Yeah. So I suppose mm-hmm. that's but, the frustration. You, but, you know, yeah. Tamsi, what, I mean, from your point of view, are people, yeah. mo- are people moaning or are the, is it a legit thing? Well, to be honest, I've consciously not put in an order after seeing all the delays. I feel like I would just be chucking more fuel on the fire. Yeah. So, I'm not putting in an order. And also, I think it's bad timing for me because it came in, you know, when they just changed the discounts. Yeah. And I'm, it seems to be they've discounted everything but the stuff I buy, which is the stouts and the spirits. Yeah. So I'm kind of like aggrieved on two points. So I'm just avoiding the online shop altogether and instead trying to do um, supermarket shops and hop job, which I'll talk about later. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Uh, Andrew, you're back. Uh, I think you, you something cut out there for a minute. You were trying to make a point, and then you went all robotic on us. Just the last point is, the reason there's so much delay is, at the end of the day, to keep BrewDog's third-party uh, warehouse staff safe. And, you know, warehouses are often dirty, cramped, places not too i mean you can still move around them but you know the stacked high with stock because if you're not if you've not got stock in the square footage it's costing you money and it will have taken a fair amount of effort and uh, work to allow this picking and packing staff to work two meters apart from each other to maintain social distancing so it's it's like a dirty pint you've got a tenfold increase in order of value probably more than that in terms of order volume as people it used to be EFPs kept the, the online shop afloat, probably spending £100 a time. And now you've got a minority being shareholders with, you'd assume, people spending 40 to £50 a time on headliners. So your actual volume of cans and bottles going out the window, out the door, not out the window, um, has, has grown hugely. Plus, you have to keep the staff separate. Plus, you've got the fulfillment networks through Parcel Force being completely overstretched. So Brewdog have reacted well on that front, picking up the slack from Hermes, Interesting point on Hermes, most of their trade is actually fashion, which of course is gone. So they've adapted and are delivering beer. And like we said about the online bars, they're doing what they can, making it up as they go along. So I still think they've done quite badly on your order, Joe, and on yours, Rob. Yeah. And there's this window of about a week where we all ran in and placed orders. I personally didn't, but I've since placed an AGM order that's still packing. We did what we were asked and the business couldn't cope. And as Doug says, it will take some time to unwind. But I also feel in a couple of months, there's a reasonable chance we'll still be at the very least in quite strict social distancing, if not in lockdown again. The business will be better served to deal with that. And we'll look back on this and go, actually, I drank the beer I got. It all ended up okay. Yeah. And we all moved on. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's exactly why I haven't, like, posted on the forum or emailed yet like i'm not at a point where i need to email customer service and be like where is my beer because i know they're working on it just my internal brit is tutting and tapping a foot loudly <laughs> yeah fair enough and of course yeah i mean i would imagine the the, the injection of money into the business was uh, very very much needed i should say a little side note before i go on to that uh, fanzine got cancelled so if you've been charged for fanzine this month uh drop drop brewdog an email and just double check i didn't they cancelled all the subscriptions uh, and they did send out an email but it's just just one in case it's gone into your spam inbox check that your fanzine got cancelled 
Um, but yeah, um, that leads me on to another point. Um, friend of the show, uh, Martin, Martin Mascord. He's he's a character. Is Martin? Um, I love Martin. I I also. I take my hat off to him sometimes for his fishing expeditions that he does on the forum, i.e. posting up subject lines and threads just to get a bite from people and get a bit of drama going on. Um, Some people think it's a bad thing to do. I think it's quite funny sometimes. However, he posted one up that put chills down my spine as a Brewdog fan. And that was, he put up a thread that simply said, what are you going to miss most about Brewdog when it's gone? Um, and that was quite interesting because uh, immediately one of the staff came on and said, uh, this thread's probably going to get deleted, but I'll just leave it up for now. And it didn't. And it didn't get a lot of response from staff. James didn't reply, reply to it or anything, but it did get a lot of conversation going around whether BrewDog is viable just now or not. Um, I was kind of surprised to see one or two people on that thread. Um, people like, and I'm sure Neil won't mind this, Neil, friend of the show, he's been on many times. Neil coming on saying, you know, he's got, strong feelings that things are looking really really bad of course they're looking really bad but then you look at james's upbeat attitude you look at sort of the staff getting sent beers um during the lockdown to sort of tide them over um you look at some of the initiatives that the brew dog are doing which are costing them money um you know sanitizer we'll talk about that in a little while but you know it's costing them money that's money that you know and people and resources there isn't this sense from Brewdog themselves that it's all going horribly wrong and, and we're not going to be talking about Brewdog very soon. Um, yeah, anybody got any any thoughts or any insight or you know even a bit of gossip that they've heard on this? I'm quite interested to hear what you all think of it. And that I thought is the thread was fun. Silence, <laughs> silence. <laughs> Nothing. I'm, I'm like you when I when I saw the headline, I was like, "What?" Yeah. Like then I started reading on the. But yeah, I think it's good for Brewdog to see what people like about it. First of all, it's going to kind of highlight why, why people are punks. Yeah. But then, you know, seeing Neil's post, I was like, he, you know, because Neil's the guy, you know, he's, he knows, he sees more intimately involved with the share and the value and, and I, where Brewdog is positioned in the world. I think I would say Neil, Neil, and again, we should really get him on and have a chat with him about this, but he, he would be the first to say, you know, he's not... Um, and there he's no insight into their corporate accounts or anything no. like that. He's looking at it like us from an outsider's point of view. But it concerns me when Neil's concerned because he has forever been the guy on the forum saying, no, everything's fine. You know, this is normal and everything's fine. And when he's not going, everything's fine. That's when I'm going, oh, do we need to really worry now? Yeah, that his comment yeah. concerned me as well. Yeah. We, we do. We Ultimately, we do. I mean... I'm in a position as an investor, I've effectively written off the value of the investment I've made since 2012, 2013, because with the TSG accelerator, and if if you dive into the accounts, you can see what that is. TSG's sale price is locked in, basically. There's a better way of explaining this, but at an 18% um, compound growth every year. So even though BrewDog, when they bought it, had technically a billion dollar valuation, if that valuation's gone down by 70%, TSG will still get their, their value when they come up to sell out, whether that's selling to a macro, which is potentially more likely than it was before, yeah. whether it's selling out to another private equity business, whether that's um, floating the business on some sort of stock exchange. The upshot of that is my personal view, and this is not financial advice, is that it's beyond unlikely that my shares will have any value when that happens because the value will be sucked out to give TSG the return that they're entitled to on the terms of their deal. So in that regard, my only priority is trying to get my bond out because I invest in the bond when that when that matures. And it's not hard to see why, to be honest. Of course, no business is going to say we're in trouble unless they desperately are in trouble. If, as soon as the business says that, it's gone. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we've and seen James- that. We've seen that so many times, haven't we? With the in the UK, with you know, high street store warning, you know, the potential yeah. closure, and then a week later, everyone's like, "Oh, yeah, there we go." The administrators are in. So exactly, it's not going to be any negativity. It's like the board or the chairman of a football club backing the manager, saying he or she has our hundred percent support, <laughs> and you, you know that within twelve hours they're gone. Yeah. So there won't be any negativity there, and it, it's not hard to see why. James told us on the last episode of this podcast that the bars were doing about a million pounds in revenue a week. 
if you account for the online shop going increasing by about four to five hundred thousand pounds a week, that only makes up half of Brewdog's direct channel. Now, furloughing the staff in the bars, well, hopefully, I don't know the exact proportion, but you'd hope it would be somewhere between maybe 30 and 50 percent of the cost. So Brewdog Direct Channel maybe washes its face enough to get through this situation. Supermarkets are probably seeing a bit of an increase with a bit of a blip, given they were only focusing on essentials and my local shop, the Brewdog shelves were bare. Yeah. And that's only coming back now. So there's maybe a month of lost trade there. So then you're left with the sales to other bars. Weatherspoons have said they're not going to pay Brewdog. And that's a seven-figure sum of money. If that's repeated across, and I don't speak ill of any other business, but imagine your favourite neighbourhood pub chains, which are owned by some of the big macro brewers, if they're sitting on their cash, then the cash flow won't be there. And that, I think, is why Neil is worried. It's why I'm pessimistic, but not quite worried. I think the business will get through it, but it will probably look quite different when it comes out. Um, if it does survive, the worst case will be it's owned by AB InBev, and that's not a joke. <laughs> genuinely. No, because if, genuinely, because if you're TSG and you want to sell out, they are entitled to sell a, a minority state. I know it's in Brewdog's articles, you will never be bought by big beer, but these are desperate times. There's every yep. chance that could happen. In a best case, the business survives, and it's as we know and love it. It's just our shares are worthless because the valuation takes so long to build up again that TSG will need their exit, and that will kill any value that we get. So it's been a fun ride. I'm not getting a financial return, I hoped, but if they can repay my bond, I'll end up about even, I reckon. Yeah. Um, My worry is if the supermarkets stop paying their bills to BrewDog, that, that could have a massive impact. Brewdog have never been the best though at paying their bills. Uh, I don't mind saying that because I, you know, I've heard it many, many times. You know, a lot of this is a bit of a game, um, especially when it comes to cash flow. The one thing that Brewdog do have in their favour um, is that a lot of the bars, uh, the landlord is James Watt, which is handy because so many other businesses around the UK right now are still having to pay rent. They still have that obligation. So there is a little bit, that is one thing, I suppose, that is a slight advantage. But has that not changed recently? James has said he's divested all but one of the bars when the final one, I think, was flagship. He was about to sell. Yeah. And the, then this hit, so it's not sold. So I'm oh, not entirely In that sure case, we're that screwed. <laughs> 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 that's, oh. the thing. That's, that's the thing. Is It's, you know... Yes, the online shop is doing well, but if that's only making up half of one part of the business, that's where the concern comes in. And that's why James is understandably worried. We can all do what we can, and there probably will be a brew dog. You will probably be able to get Punk IPA after this finishes. Anything else I'd say is is a lottery at the moment, mm. and that's the reality. My, my feeling is that there's going to be closures of kind of the small, some of the small underperforming bars at the end of all of this just to try and recoup some of the losses yeah yeah i can't imagine trying to relaunch all the bars when it's is over it's the amount of capital they need to mm-hmm. restock the shelves it's probably too big but i think there would be a lot of subtlety there so if you're a bar like um like clarkenwell you've just had a fortune spent on your um your makeover there's two schools of thought there's either that's a huge cost so we're already at a loss for the year so just close it, cut your losses. Or do you say, we let's try and recoup some of the cost of that that refurb. At the opposite end, take a, a bar that's in need of a refurb that's probably going to get pushed back. So I think it's a lot more subtle than just small bars versus big bars because there'll be small bars that, um, like Little Manchester, I say little, it's, it's a medium-sized bar perhaps, but it's the most profitable bar in the whole network. Yeah. Um, okay, it's meant to be moving, so it's a weird example. But... You know, for that bar, get open, they'll start spinning off cash flow back into the business. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's difficult to, to make any sort of informed judgment without seeing a bit more detail on the financials. On a slightly positive note and weird timing, as I'm speaking, I just got a text message from um, Ian, who's the landlord of my local pub. And uh, he's just told me that um, because the beer deliveries within the village that they've been doing uh, have been going really well, 
um, he's just had to reorder um, Punk and Hazy Jane, and all the he's, he can't get tenants and things at the moment. He's actually having to approach other bars that aren't open doing deliveries. But yeah, he's uh, he's just ordered Punk and Hazy Jane, and he's got a delivery day a Tuesday. So that's that's good news, I suppose. Well, for that's me, really it means I can yeah. get Hazy Jane and Punk <laughs> delivered <laughs> just around the corner. Um, yeah, but speaking of which, um, there's a few things on the positive side I thought it might be worth mentioning because um, because obviously you know we've that's all a bit grim there. Um, I'm going to pass this one over to you, Doug. If this is okay, did you spot this Lamb of God collaboration? I did spot the Lamb of God. It was an alcohol-free, so your brain might have tuned it out a little bit. I understand. <laughs> but uh, I'll try it if I get to it, but I'm not going to chase it down. So Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, but yeah, I saw that. So Lamb of God in the USA, it was nice to see. But I think um, I'm not quite sure, and someone correct me if I'm wrong, there haven't been a lot of sort of innovative collaborations like that coming out of the USA, I don't think. I think this is oh. probably one of the first ones where it's been like a big name that's not Brewdog or even or even beer related to getting together. So Yeah. So that's cool. That's obviously been in the works for a little while, but that's cool to see. So um, Yeah, it's making a lot of headlines over here. It's making a lot of news stories. Yeah, which is what Brewdog are very good at. Um yep. shall, shall we be here anyway? Um, yeah, the um, the other thing I noticed in the USA, Doug, did you see this thing about EFP beer lockers? I did. Um, Could you tell so actually, our listeners what you know? Because I only saw a headline just this morning when I was scanning through. So, so I kind of back up a little bit. In the United States, it's really hard to get beer shipped anywhere. Very difficult. And at the time, the dog tap was the only bar. Well, like, then I have to drive to Ohio to get beer. That's eight and a half hours, and I've done it. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I, right away, I'm like, is there any way I can order beer and have you guys store it for me? And then when I come back, I can pick it up. Because, you know, they release these little beers and they don't, they're never to get sent to stores. Um, but I started bugging them about that a while ago, along with other people. So what it is, you order beer, you put in the, the order notes, uh, put in my beer locker, and they will hold your beer for six months at the dog tap in Ohio. Oh, so I ordered a bunch yeah. of beer, so it's in my locker. Now it says six months, but if I ordered beer, if I ordered beer that within fifteen minutes of the announcement, I ordered a bunch of beer because I'm like, I've been asking for this. I better order some. Um, but if I order more beer in like two months, I don't know how they're going to do that six months. If each order has its own six month timeline, I didn't ask about that because that seems like it'd be tricky to manage or tricky to handle. But, uh, yeah, so any beer they have at the Dog Tap, you can order, um, including any guest beers or whatever, and they just hold on to it 48 hours before you're going to pick it up. You let them know, and they can all make sure it's all packaged up, ready to go, and then you go pick up your beer. Now, that's really cool. Um, it could never happen in the UK because our pubs are so small. There's just no storage space for anything like that. <laughs> um, yeah, I can imagine, like, me going, say, to BrewDog Perth, you know, can I can I please put a couple of crates to one side and I'll pick them up in six months? They'd be like, no, absolutely not. We're using them as stools for people to sit on or something. Yeah. Because yeah. in Wisconsin, or it, I think in a lot of states, I could get um, Hazy, Punk, Elvis Juice, and Lost Lager. That's all I can get at my local store. So if I want anything else, I got to go to drive to Indy, which is four and a half hours, five hours, or... Now I can go to the dog tap since all the other bars are closed. But I have a cu- I have customers, so once I'm back on the road, going to the dog tap won't be bad for me. And then some of the other local punks are like, "Hey, Doug, if you're going, can you empty my beer locker?" <laughs> so again, I got to be the beer mule. But I, yeah, it was great. It's it's a program I've been asking for for a long time. Um, I know a lot of punks have because there are so many beers. You see, oh, today's beer is this, and it's like, and you'll never see it. Yeah. So. That's really cool. I love that. Yeah. Very good. Very happy. Cool. And uh, speaking of good things, um, yeah, James did put this out then. So um, getting beer delivered locally, I've talked about how my pub's been doing it. It's been a r- really successful for them. Um, it's not been like over the top or anything, but what I've been doing um, is just I've been looking at the social media for the for my local and the love that they're getting for this. People are like, oh, I can get a pint of... Okay, I'm going to mention the G word, pint of Guinness. 
But no matter what widgets and clever stuff they have at home, it is not the same as a pint poured off tap and brought round to your house and dropped off for you. And so that's been really fantastic. So I was encouraged to see that BrewDog are reopening, I think, nine bars uh, they're going to be doing this in, and they're going to be doing deliveries. Mm-hmm. And I suspect that'll be nine bars with crowlers, which are the, if you don't know, that's where they, they fill a can. A layer of uh, carbon dioxide, which is obviously used throughout the mm. system anyway, goes on top. It's sealed. So uh, unlike what my local's doing, which is literally pouring it into a recyclable cup um, and then popping a lid on and then popping out of people's doors, these are cans. And once they're sealed, they have a, a really good life on them. I think up to seven days. Obviously, some air does get in as it's been poured out of the tap. Um, well, in a machine that's sealed anyway. But So they, they don't last as long as a regular can off a canning line. But um, it's a pretty good idea. So, um, yeah, are any of you, and sorry, Joe and Doug, actually, in fact, now more I think about it, Andrew, Tamsin, <laughs> this question's for Me, you. Me, though. Have you, got, yes. have you got a bar near you that's going to be doing this, and do you think you'll be taking advantage yeah. of it? So um, I checked the uh, Hopped Up app last night, and my local doghouse, Merchant City, went live last night. So we've got an order in today. Um which is good and bad. So great. So they've increased the delivery distance. So before we could only do a collection, but now they will deliver yep. for uh, three, three pounds. Okay. So that's good. So they've definitely increased their radius. I say it's bad because there's no uh, crawlers on there. It's just bottles, cans, oh, okay. I got that wrong, and yep. wine. Well, it might be other ones, but yep. Merchant City at the moment is just doing that. And the selection I was a bit disappointed in because I would have liked maybe lockdown beer, you know, something something topical, and it's just really headliners. And for me, I'm, I'm going to put an order in and I'm going to support, but something we've talked about a lot on this podcast, the prices, I could walk to my Tesco, which is five minutes down the road, get headliners much cheaper. Now we know that bars and online and the pricing is different from supermarkets. Absolutely. Yeah. But if you're only going to offer headliners in the hop drop, it starts to be, well, why should I pay for headliners and delivery when I can walk? It's not going to stop me. I'm going to put an order in, but it's just a comment. Yeah. I suspect the answer to that will be they're just going to start it off small and build up. That's the uh, hope. It's going to grow. Yeah. Um, Andrew, then you were saying earlier on that you've got this issue that your decent sized Tesco is a bit of a walk away. Uh, obviously, you're not going to be using public transport at the moment. You don't have a car, you know, because no need for one where you are. Um, so, is this something that makes you go, oh, finally, I can get a decent beer, or are you just going to stick to going to your local little Tesco? So, I've just opened up Hop Drop. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I've asked for delivery yeah delivery is not available to my location but i can collect in three and a half minutes which is good good order turnaround time from dog tap which is 409 miles away (laughs) (laughs) so yeah yeah, we will see i mean it could just be broken i mean i I don't know what's my closest bar probably camden um yeah i think i i I have is it I don't know. I have seen that it, it the the bars have to sort of log on. Yeah, the bars have to log on in order that the system yeah. sort of says, yeah, they're available. And it's not clever enough yeah. to go, we'll be available later or anything at the moment. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, I'm two and a half miles away from Brewdog Camden. There are plenty of options on Deliveroo and Just Eat and Uber Eats from restaurants next to there. I personally wouldn't use them because I don't trust the food to be warm when it gets here. But, you know, the... the Immediate delivery companies are doing that, so hopefully that will be an option. Locally, you're you're queuing at least 25, 30 minutes every time you go into a supermarket, even a little local one. So, And then that's surrounded by people, and then there'll be some grotty person who's probably coughed over the beer anyway. So, yeah, you can put a price premium on that, and maybe it is worthwhile. Yeah. Well, let's be honest, I'm just ordering my, my beer just now that I'm ordering as well as a Brewdog order. I got a great order from Fine Ales last weekend that was a surprise from the family. Their beers are tasting fantastic just now, so big shout out to Fine Ales, even just their regular normal cask beers, tasting awesome. So go and check them out. Um, Prettiest Brewery 
in Scotland and uh, one of my favourites. And I'm just ordering from different breweries I like. So Cloudwater are probably overdue an order. Um, I will probably put something in with Kernel because they've started doing online delivery for the first time. That I feel is maybe, for me, is a feels like a better thing to do than buying Brewdog headliners from the bars. But it will suit some people, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay, well, you know, let us know, folks. Stick a comment in, so drop us an email, all those things. Uh, we'd really love to hear. You know, we're, we're quite, you know, there's five of us on the call. We've all got different ways of accessing these things, but it is interesting to hear both some positives and negatives of, of how it's affecting you. And if, they, you know, if you want to send us an email, we'll read that out. Um, something else I saw online, just a couple of little bits before we get finished up here. Chicken wings or cauliflower wings. I thought this was quite cool. Uh, I know it's been done before. Cauliflowers don't, don't have, have wings. wings. <laughs> Hi, Emma. Hi, Emma. Um, yeah, the um, chicken wings. So Breedog put out a video showing how they um, how how you can make the chicken wings at home. It's really cool. So step-by-step, step, nice video. I know they've put the recipe out before, but it was really cool to actually see how they make them and how you can recreate that. So if you're missing your chicken wings... Have a look on Brewdog social media. You'll find a two-minute video. It shows you exactly how to make them yourself. Is it a fat? Well, right? well, how many of us have got a deep fat fryer? Well, we um, all we all have if mine. we all have if you if you basically just use a small saucepan. Well, this is now it's a cookery show, isn't it? Blimey! Uh, yeah, if you just use a, a small saucepan or a, a frying pan and and just make it enough so as you can get one or two chicken wings in there, be very careful. You'll I was about to say, yeah. word, of, word of caution, most house fires are yeah. from oil fires and we're, yes. we're not in a situation to call out emergency services. So. Yeah, we'll all remember as a kid having to put, you know, between to put a tea towel over the fire and all that, yeah. Yeah. But you can get a little deep fat fryer from most supermarkets and if you went to the supermarket, it counts, you can still go down those aisles, they have said, about 25, 30 quid. I mean, that's how Rob serves his breakfast Twix. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. You think you think I'm joking? <laughs> <clears throat> Could always bake them. Yeah. Well, we, I did ask. I asked, um, <laughs> "Is there an oven version?" But they've not got back to me yet. Oh. Oh well, I suppose. Yeah. I could explain why the customer service is all banged up. It's people asking questions about chicken wings and <laughs> cauliflower. Wings, yeah. wings, wings, wings. Excellent. All right, um, let's get wrapped up with one more thing here. Um, this is something really positive. There's no other way to put to, to say this isn't positive. The, the efforts that BrewDog have been doing with the sanitizer has been uh, fantastic. Uh, last I saw, it was getting on for 300,000 bottles had actually gone out. There was a hoo-ha, as we mentioned last time, with the Guardian, um, but I believe that uh, the NHS, because they, uh, for the frontline use, they have these really high standards, understandably, and brew dogs were a fraction off meeting it when they were tested. So they've refined that now, and I know there's been loads of photos posted up of uh, you know the actual hand sanitizer getting delivered. Um, but uh, yeah, Tamsin, I think, did I see as well that James put out a video showing not showing how they made it or they put something out showing how you can make sorry start that again how other people with distilleries can also get involved in this effort yeah so um they put out i think their kind of recipe yeah and uh, how they were doing that so i know other distilleries are doing it there's at least two in glasgow that are now making sanitizer as well so it's a great effort um, and actually, I think if you look on the forum, a lot of EFPs would pay quite handsomely to get their hands on one. It's a bit of a lockdown collector's item now. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, I, I mean, I've, I've not seen any in person, but I know they are still like going hell for leather making these things, which is really good. So, um, yeah, it's it's a it's a nice little gesture. Um, I have seen a bit of backlash online, people saying, oh, you know, BrewDog don't need to be branding it this well. They don't, you know, they don't need to be putting paid for adverts showing what they're doing and all this. But I think that's probably a little unfair. I think it's it's uh, it is it is ultra. It's not it's it is altruistic. It's not. No, hold on. Which are, I, I can, <laughs> can't get my words right. Well done, Robert. I can I can see where they're coming from a little bit because there's a message coming from James. You know, we've lost seventy percent. 
buy our bit and then on the other hand they're like and we're making all this stuff for free and that's the next message that comes after so side by side you know it can look a little off but yeah. i think we can all agree that it's a great thing to do yeah oh, are you saying there's negativity on the internet yeah negativity on the internet what where of course Holy moly. I mean, huh. they've done the right thing. And people people were hating and saying it's crazy that the recipe didn't meet the NHS frontline standard. It's still perfectly suitable for you or I. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't work in intensive care. And yes, they got it wrong. Everyone's making stuff up as they go along at the moment. Brewdog are never known to miss a marketing opportunity. So if they can tie the two together, do some good, uh, more power to them. I just hope they don't start selling it to EFPs because then they'll go on YouTube or eBay even. And we'll start being gloated about, which is not what we need. So as long as Brewdog control the supply, and if they expand out beyond hospitals and charities, even better. To there was a plea somebody made on the shareholder forum for um, seafarers who are basically the emergency services for the rigs, for example. So places like that, by all means, expand it out. But um, if they're selling sanitizer to EFPs, then that would suggest they've not found enough good places to give it away. Yeah. That said. In an online order, if they said, would you like to donate £5 to the sanitizer fund, I would gladly do so. Yep, fair enough. Um, right, uh, has anybody else got anything else they wanted to bring up? I mean, that's me pretty much hit ticked off everything on our list to bring listeners up to speed. Well, in Ohio, they're canning water for local oh, places. Yeah. So. Yeah, because obviously, yeah, I remember James was talking started. about this. <laughs> yeah. oh, get me started yeah. on canning water. I know, I know. <laughs> there are many things wrong with it, but there are many things good with it right now. Yeah, I, I think it's mm. yeah, I think it's it's difficult for us in the UK because of our position on the fact that you know we've we're very lucky to have tap water available you know all the time. Um, so yeah, it is tricky, but I mean, I know I understand where you're coming from, Tamsin. Um, it's not sustainable. It's it's not a good no. use of anything uh, for water. Yeah, I work in the water industry, by the way, which is why I'm very passionate about uh, canning water <laughs> and not canning water. Yeah, fair enough. Um, okay, anything else, or is that us done? Wow, that's it. Excellent. We've done a we've done a cracking job. Um, okay, I just a quick wrap up then. So, if you want to find out more about us and what we're doing. Brewdog News Podcast is our website. As you can see here, there's our last episode ready to go. There's lovely pictures of all of us. Tamsin, you're missing. Not you me. Need... Well, I didn't want to bring it up. It felt a bit like... Hey, you, you have to have, you have to have been on a couple of you've times. Got, you've still got fake box on there, which is hilarious. Yeah, go Pete. Well, he was here right at the start. We kind of miss him in a way. So, yeah. Miss Ben today as well. So, um, that's a shame Ben wasn't here with us, but... He'll have his reasons. He always does. Um, yeah, so um, that is us. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, all the information is in the show notes. It's on the website. It's pretty straightforward. Studio at Brewdog News Podcast. Um, you can leave us a voicemail. No one's done. Understandable, because we are doing this in a totally different format. And our loyal listeners have been amazing. Uh, Patreon folks, there's still a few Patreons who are still contributing, which is fantastic, because there are still costs to producing this. But honestly, I was surprised anybody kept that going. So that was really, really kind of you all. Um, and I think that's it. Um, Joe, here, here. I will start with you. Joe, if you want to say it, if people want to get that, you know that, just go for it. Tell people where they can yeah. get it. Um, if you want to get hold of me, I am Joanne Love Beer on the forum, and I am a woman's brew on Instagram and Facebook. Excellent. Uh, Doug, let's go for you next as our USA correspondent. Where can people catch you? Um, Doug Johnson on the forum. Um, Doug in a pub everywhere else you should while we're here give your podcast a quick plug uh thanks that reminds me i have to record today um <laughs> so yes i have a podcast about life and struggles and trying to get through them all so yeah it's it's really excellent and doug is uh incredibly open and honest and um i i found it a privilege to be involved in in any way with that and just listening to them and he, he even he responds to questions just have a listen doug in a pub it's it's fascinating uh tam's in if people want yeah, to, um, to be negative to you on the internet, how can we do that? Please don't. Um, <laughs> I've got enough of the homeschooling at the moment. I get enough from my kids. Please no. Um, it's X Tamsin on the forum, X Tamsin X elsewhere. And I just wanted to prove I've got my own touch. Yay. Yay. Well, there we go. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, Andrew, yourself. 
find me on the Equity for Punks forum. I'm Andrew. I got in there early on that one. I also, along with Joe and you, Rob, look after the Brewdog News podcast. Instagram, lots of great content there. Lots of people tagging us in their beers. Um, if you tag us in your story, we can repost that and tell the world. That's at Brewdog News Podcast on the Instagram. Cool. And obviously, we will let you know about what we're going to be doing via social media next weekend. Once we know what Brewdog are doing, then we'll decide... Um, might record something, might not. We'll just have to wait and see what they're doing and then we'll work out how we're going to respond to it. Um, I'm going to finish off with a, a little story this week just before we go. Um, I, I think there's going to be a new T-shirt coming out. On the online uh, meetup thing that BrewDog did on Friday night, uh, there was quite a lot of, like we said, negativity in the comments. And uh, James was talking about his book, Business for Punks. And uh, he was talking about how he's giving this away and uh, that everybody's welcome to download a free copy and, uh, you know, something to read, blah, blah, blah. And uh, someone called Darren, I think they put up, it was a load of poop, if you'll forgive the phrase. And um, I'm not going to swear because we've done this entire thing without swearing. I don't have to bleep. But James Watt himself just replied, F you, Darren. And I thought, (laughs) that's it. I just want a T-shirt now that just says, F you, Darren. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Darren did then go on to apologise on the forum to James directly by the way but then... <laughs> okay folks that's it for us we'll, uh, we'll hopefully be back next weekend with AGM stuff be good, stay safe, stay indoors wash your hands, look after yourselves goodbye everybody bye bye, bye. bye.